Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. This is the Schmo. Thanks for tuning into the Schmo Zone podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Fusion CBD. Fusion CBD's got some of the best CBD products on the market using hemp extract. All their stuff is third-party tested. Whether you want it from your coffee beans, when you want it from your vape pens, when you want it for sleep, when you want it for recovery, when you got it for your athletic mineral water, Fusion CBD has it all. Use the promo code SHMO at checkout to get 20% off. Fusion CBD promo code SHMO get you some. Welcome back to the Schmo Zone. This is episode 24 of the podcast. I'm Dave Schmolenson, a.k.a. the Schmo. And I'm Helen E. Sports. And we're joined with the one and only, the California Kid, the Hall of Famer. What's up, guys? Uriah Faber. I feel like I'm underdressed, man. Why? Look at this beauty. <laughs> look at this beauty. You know... You always look good, you know. I'm just wearing a t-shirt. She stepped it up. Always. And by the way, we walked here from our hotel in the 100 plus degrees with all humidity. Uh, we were both sweating our asses off, but she still looks good, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Apologies for the scent. <laughs> hey, I haven't smelled it. I haven't smelled anything bad yet. So, well, David, it gets bad. We'll we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, we well, will. he uh, gave me man's perfume or man. It, it was, uh, you know, what's that word? Uh, unilateral can work for both men and women. Unisex. Unisex. Yeah. That's right. It's unisex. Really? <clears throat> it works. Smells like man to me. No, it well, works. Okay, you smell like man. I smell like a, a girl. <laughs> It's okay, we're, we're you even. smell we're like balanced. a he smells like a girl because you wear women's deodorant. If I wear deodorant, which I never do, how do you not wear deodorant? You're well, lucky. I, just, I have to explain this to people. When think of a pond, think of a puddle, think of a river. A river is constantly flowing, and it's like fresh water coming. Like the snow melts and comes off the mountain, runs through the the river. A pond is like something feeding there and everything sitting there. And then a puddle is like just some shitty water that's that's going to go rotten and breed a bunch of bad things. I'm a river. I'm sweating all the time. And when you're a river, you don't stink. So I don't need deodorant. So you're saying because you're always sweating, the scent, the stench, it just flows off of you like a river. The water just flows off of you. <laughs> I think it's more of just, uh, it's a constant replenishment. For whatever reason, like when you're not stagnant and you're, and you're like constantly flushing, I, I, I just don't, 
I don't stink. I don't know. No B.O. No B.O. Blessed with great genes. <laughs> yeah, lucky. Mine's like spicy. <laughs> you yeah. know what? It's changed as I've gotten older. Actually, the the less active I am, like I can, I can eventually, you know, on occasion get a scent. Like I was, I was like smelling kind of ripe yesterday when I was sitting around in my room, not working out. Like if I don't work out, then then I can. I can stand. And to clarify, we are currently in your hotel room right here in the W in Abu Dhabi. You just got out of quarantine too, right? You just had a oh forty-eight hours. I called up and got a, had a quarantine breakdown on the front desk. I feel bad for him. It was like three thirty in the morning. Three thirty in the morning, and I'm like, "Where's my fucking wristband?" I, you know, it's been over forty-eight hours. He's like, I'm sorry, someone's gonna call you, and maybe eight in the morning, and blah blah. I'm like, "Look, you have to realize we're." Dealing with time zones from across the world, I've got Ricardo Ramos from Brazil and Nadir Me from the UK, and I'm from California. We're working out now. I'm not waiting on on time that fits Abu Dhabi. We're we're operating in a different time zone. He's like, okay. I said, can I get your advisor? Who can I talk to? Can you put me in touch with someone? And then, lo and behold, I walk outside, and the wristband had been sitting there for a couple hours. I felt terrible, but here we are. <laughs> so, have you had a chance to explore yet, or check out the uh, octagon on the beach? Nope. I've just I've been here. I've been up, uh, hanging out, chilling in the hotel. Yeah, we can't go anywhere without these yeah. wristbands. We took our fifth COVID test this morning. We need them changed. Today, they're gonna actually. they're gonna end up changing these out. Um, I think actually they bring it tomorrow because um, okay. it takes like twenty four hours to get the results back, but. You're cornering two fighters. You just brought up their names. You have Ricardo on the 15th. Yeah. And then you got the, the I Nat. believe it's the eight, Nat on the 18th. The 18th, yeah. And we had Howley on Pavia uh, yesterday, but because Fabio Prado had a, a, a visa issue at the last minute, he wasn't able to corner him. And how long was basically out here, you know, and, and had to make do without a ton of uh, help in. in he didn't make weight, but he won the fight, and um, that guy's been through so much as is. So I, I was happy that happened. I wish I could have been here a little earlier to get in his corner as well. And um, Ricardo, he's ready to rumble. Nad, he's uh, just out of quarantine also, and we're excited for the the week. A lot of one forty fivers out of uh, Team Alpha Male. Yeah, grooming them all from yeah. the gym. Yeah, we got twenty fives, thirty fives, forty five, fifty fives. We've got some amazing 70-pounders, but i got to get uh, Sean Shelby to crack the door open so we can knock it down, you know? It's been uh, hard to get guys in the door these days. But speaking of the 145ers, what did you think of the Max Holloway, Alex Volkanovsky, their rematch? And who would you score it for? You know, I couldn't get the actual main event here, so I had to mm-hmm. go on uh, my, my boy Zach Zane was bootlegging, like, pieces of the of the of the main event on his Instagram. So I watched like a portion of it, like the last half of it. But, um, and then I watched the highlights over and over again because they have two channels that are dedicated just to UFC here. And uh, I thought that that Max had done enough to win, but it's, it's hard to say. Same thing has happened to me in the past where it's the fight's so close, you can't really say that you've been ripped off if you lose. But you easily could have made a case that you won. And I feel like that was one of those fights. Do you have any 10-8 rounds? I think everyone was looking at that third round as being the real questionable round. Because the first two rounds, max, championship rounds, I saw at Volkanovski. 
Obviously, Volkanovski got those takedowns late. Wasn't able to keep him down, but uh, I think Max had dropped him twice. Mm-hmm. He had that, that head kick. Yeah. Knocked him down with the right hand, too. I mean, just the judging. Yeah. I mean, here's the hard part about judging. And there's some things being worked on associated with UFC, not associated with UFC. But the truth is, if you're a judge and you haven't been in an intense grappling match, an intense wrestling match, an intense boxing you know, situation, either sparring heavily or, uh, you know, brought up learning it, it's hard to really understand, in Muay Thai as well, it's hard to understand what a real takedown is, what a, you know, a little piddly punch versus something that's right on the button that rocks someone. It's just really hard to get judging unless you bring in fighters and give them jobs and make it something that's, that's uh, you know, a good a good reward for people that have put in the time and experience, but it's a valuable part. I mean, it's heartbreaking seeing some of these fights called the wrong way. And again, Volkanovski Holloway was not like a, a blowout, like miss, oh, miss call, right. but easily could have said that Max had won the fight, you know, depending on what you're looking at. So do you think that there should be any changes to the judging or scoring system? You know, I think, the changes should be, I mean, there's a couple things, but, um, and, and we'll get into the theory of it all day long, but at the end of the day, I feel like you need to have people that really are martial artists, not just people that know the sport um, judging, and maybe <clears throat> have some sort of requirement or credentials to, to make that judgment, because, I mean, I could go tell you so many different times where I've been watching with somebody that doesn't know what's going on and they see something like the layman's term that makes sense where they're like oh I think that person won or I think that person won but it's just because they don't understand what was really happening and so um, that's part of it and then possibly looking at a whole the holistic approach to a fight instead of you know just a round by round piece um and I always tend to, to look at the later part of the, the fight as a more important part of the fight. Because in the real world, and, and I've always said that this fight game is really just a simulated death match. <clears throat> That's why people are alive, you know, because there are rules in mixed martial arts. If, if, there was, if this was to the death, you know, a lot of people, comps and commentators out there even that I know, would not be alive right now. And uh, that's because we submit and people tap out and you know if you get knocked unconscious someone's there to protect so you can get your face stomped in but as a fight goes on the further you get into a fight that's more realistic of what's going to happen at you know if it were to go forever to the death yeah so that's interesting you brought up two good points because i was going to ask you do you side more for the judging uh, having a professional fighting experience because I know Herb Dean we just interviewed mm-hmm. him um, he had five professional fights too and he's looked at as the gold he only had five he had five professional fights so he was two and three also <laughs> so he's kind of under 500 well doesn't matter though let me, he let still me, got in there let me tell you a great story about Herb Dean let's hear it okay so Herb you know he was he was there at the beginning of my career in the Indian casinos before it was legal in California and I was in college and I had a a uh, high school friend named Randy Helmet that was an offensive lineman for, for my high school football team. And I was at UC Davis, which is about 45 minutes away from my hometown, a small town. And I heard 
that Randy Helmet, who never wrestled, never boxed, anything else, but it was a big, strong guy, was going to do a fight, an MMA fight. And I was like, I was pumped. You know, I bought my bought my ticket, and then all of a sudden I couldn't go because I had finals or something in college. So we go the next, I went that night after he got his video cassette. It was still cassette tapes that you got after your fight. This is 2002 or 2003. We'll have to look on SureDog. But, um, so my buddy, we went to the after party and he got his fucking ass kicked by Herb Dean. Really? <laughs> yeah. And it was wow. like, that was the first fight that I ever watched that wasn't a UFC or, or organized. And it was on a video cassette. We we're all drinking beers at, you know, out in the country at my, my, my alma mater, Lincoln, California. And Randy Helmet got, <clears throat> in the first minute, he got punched, kicked, elbowed, slammed, punched again, then then submitted by Herb Dean. Herb Dean Damn, is Herb. a Herbal living Dean. legend. <laughs> now, Herb was a little bit smaller than the guy and a lot more experienced because he'd, he'd done his homework and my, my buddy was just like, oh, I'm going to go get in the fight, you know? Wow. That's a great Herb Dean story. That yeah. is a good Herb Dean. So Herbal Dean. Then when he became a ref, what was your kind of impression? Um, I always liked Herb, yeah. you know, he's even done some bad calls on me and I hate, you know, you have a lot of power as somebody that especially, you know, as somebody that's well liked in, in the, in the world for doing something in particular. And I really feel like he had done me wrong, but he's also a friend of mine. He's also someone that's making a living, etc., etc. You know, the fight where I, I fought Hanan Burrell on a short notice, I had like an injury going in, but I was like, I'm not going to turn down a title fight. And I have my thumb up when he asked me if I was okay and he, and he stopped it early but uh, you know people make mistakes especially um, in a situation like that and he's looking out for your best interest so I think he's done well but there's always mistakes there are hey we have to ask you though not to transition that's a uh, I want to transition to this because we just saw him fight there is a new Bantamweight champion Pewter Jan yeah. before he just earned the belt against uh, Jose Aldo as uh, he had that victory against you, you faced him. I just want to get your thoughts on his performance and um, you know him as the champion of the division. Again, I didn't get to watch the whole fight, but I've been watching a bunch of replays of it. Um, there's one thing about Peter Jan, and, and I talked to uh, Cynthia Cavillo because she was out there training it at um, Tiger Muay Thai, and I had some other guys that were you know at Tiger Muay Thai and then come to see us and etc. and uh, one thing I respect about him a lot is he's all in. And that's what it takes to be the best. He's a guy that is, all he's doing is fighting. He's not about this, about that. He's just focused on that. And it seems like he's got an amazing work ethic. And and uh, so I respect that about him. And a lot of, you know, I remember the first time I met him, he was actually, he fought Teruto Ishihara. And he was really respectful to me. Came up and said, oh, you're right, favorite, shook my hand, and went, took a picture with me and posted on, on Instagram, and he told me, I was supposed to come out and train with you guys and this and that. And for somebody that, that has you know, been at the highest level and has considered myself you know, one of the baddest dudes on the planet since I started in the sport, that's why you get in the sport, there was something about him, even though he was respectful and, and everything else, that made me want to test myself against him. And I wanted to fight him when I first met him, even though he was cool and everything. But I think it's just like a kind of alpha male thing. Like you want to just, when you game recognize game and you want to test it. But I, I think he's a great champion. I mean, the way he, he, he 
weathered uh, the storm against Aldo from what I saw. I, I didn't watch the whole fight yet. Um, and kept composure and put pressure on. I mean, that's what champions are made of, like in the later rounds, coming on strong and, and doing that kind of thing. Now, he ha- they have been. I'm, I'm 40, almost 41 when I fought him. Aldo has, you know, had his ups and downs and isn't exactly, you know, where he was as as a as a champion, you know, when he was 27. Um, and there's a lot of talent out there that Yana hasn't faced, but that's kind of the way they do this thing. So, in your opinion, who do you think presents the biggest challenge for Peter? Um, some of these young guys, first and foremost. I think speed is going to be a big issue. So who are the fastest guys in the division with power? And my two guys, Cody Garbrandt and Song Yudong, are both extremely well-rounded and have extreme power and extreme speed. I think those two guys are great matchups. I think TJ Dillashaw, depending on how he comes back without his, you know, the extra help, because, uh, you know, that can affect people. And, but... At the end of the day, he's a, he's a really tricky fighter that has really well-rounded game as well. I think TJ would be a real tough matchup for him. Um, Dominic Cruz would actually be a real a real tough matchup for 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 Jan also. What about Aljamain Sterling? Because he's likely the number one contender wrestler. Yeah. Uh, let's see what happens if someone gets a hold of him. How do you think that would fare? You know, I think Peter takes wrestling really serious, and that's one of the things I respected. I, you know, when you're studying a guy, you watch what he's doing for training, etc. And he's uh, he takes wrestling very seriously. Now, Aljamain, I think, and I talked to Aljamain after my fight, and he's like, "Man, you you gave the the like the game plan how to beat Jan before I got caught in the second round. I, I wasn't getting touched by the guy, and I felt like I was a little faster and a little, uh, you know, a little step ahead." Um, I think Aljamain is another tough matchup for him. Anyone that's a wrestler, and, and Aljamain also has some natural gifts that you have to kind of have to be an elite fighter. So does you know all the guys I named. They have some real natural gifts, including Peter. So uh, Aljamain would be a tough one. The one thing I'd say about Aljamain, though, is, look, Cody, TJ, I would say Song also, Sean O'Malley, those guys, I think, really enjoy a scrap. Peter Yan enjoys a scrap. Like, you punch me, I'll punch you. Like, they're like, you know, Dominic Cruz isn't that guy per se. But they like a fucking battle, you know? And uh, and so, I think Aljamain is missing that just a little bit. He's knows how to win. He's very tough. He's tenacious, but he's, he's not like in there like... Like I want to punch and get punched, etc. And I think that that is something that's different between him and Jan. Jan will take to give a blow, and 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 Aljamain is going to have to be smarter, trickier, and really execute a game plan. Now you mentioned um, Cody and Song. Is there any next opponents that you would like for each of them? Um, <clears throat> no, I, I I hear they're talking about Marlon Marais for for Cody. And Marlon uh, just tested positive for COVID too, by the way. Just COVID's kind of like the flu, right? He'll he'll be done in about a week and a half. He'll be fine in a week and a half, something like that. All yeah. willing. Let's yeah. see. We'll see. But uh, you know, for for Cody, people don't know the backstory or what's going on in somebody's personal life or their body, etc. 
Cody never should have had a three fight streak like he did. It, it it was about a mental situation that he needed to overcome. It was about physical situations he needed to overcome. He needed to get focused and everything else. When Cody is is on top of his game and focused like he is right now and healthy and his pieces of 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 life are like falling in line. I mean, you put him against anyone, and you saw, you see, you see what, what happens. You know, um, fighting smart, you know, training all year round, that kind of thing. So I don't really care who he fights per se. So how's that dynamic working with Coach Mark Henry and Team Alpha Male? Is he going back and forth between camps? Where is he spending time? What What do you know moving forward? So for this, this, and and here's the thing. I love. Mark Henry is as a coach. He's just a good guy. Uh, I've had great conversations with him. He's got a track record of being, you know, what I hate is the coaches that make everything about themselves. He's not that guy. He's a guy that's doing it for the right reasons. And Cody really needed to find, uh, you know, as, as a young guy and you have the skid, you need something different and something that, you know, you got naysayers from all over the world that are making excuses for you. You're talking shit about you, etc. And, Tweaking a little something, getting out of your comfort zone. Um, you know, he's been in in a situation his whole life where he's kind of like had to get out of whatever's going on to like refocus. And it's been awesome for him to have that that you know a little getaway with somebody that he trusts and is a good person. And so we love having having that kind of situation happen. And it happens uh, with a lot of our fighters. We have a great relationship with Kieran at CSA. Well, Andre Touchy Feely works out. Uh, and, and has him in the corner. By the way, touchy feely. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you saw that. I had Dana on the podcast. Yeah. I'm shocked he didn't get a 50k bonus. Dana literally texted him behind the scenes or texted his people. Got him a 50k for that fight of the fight of the night. Oh yeah, some night. So I, I'm part responsible for getting the 50k. Buddy. Appreciate it. He for, just bought a house, so that, oh, you helped out. Let yeah. him know, man. I'm I will. Wait, still waiting for my 10. percent I'll take yeah. anything. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So so. This last this last training camp, Cody had done a lot of uh, ha, ha, you know being in New Jersey and being in in, in Sacramento um, until like the the eight weeks he was with us before the fight, and partially because of the coronavirus and and it wasn't even sure if, if uh, Coach Henry was going to be in the corner, and we really made the best of it. I mean, we had great focused sparring with with Song in the room and. And uh, Josh Emmett and Andre Feely and and the list goes on of guys that were there just to focus and be there. Chris Holdsworth has been a longtime coach for Cody. Uh, Danny Castillo, Mike Mike Malott, one of our longtime coaches, and Cody had a great recipe of just things being catered for him, and he loves that. And I, I think it's going to be a great marriage moving forward. And um, you know we have a great relationship with 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 Mark Henry and those guys out there, and, and uh, I think it's going to be good for him. Now, we saw you in Jacksonville, and that's where Song Yadong, he fought. Um, what do you see is next for him? <clears throat> Song wants to fight in September. You know, Song is a, is a really young guy, and he's got all the attributes to be a champion. And, and some of the things that he faced in the last fight, coming in on a, on a short-notice fight, I wouldn't have done that unless I really thought that he was going to be able to win. He was in a rough spot because the quarantine was happening and he wasn't training yeah. up until we took that fight. Um, I think, you know, you put him up against anyone in the world also and, it, and it's a, it's a, and it's a good matchup. But, um, you know, I'd like to see him get somebody that, that moves him up the ranks. You know, he, he's got 
two wins that were fairly controversial. But if you look at the fights, he won the first two rounds in my in my mind decisively, and then kind of you know petered off towards the end. Uh, the one against Cody Stamen, especially, he was in his own head because he had done this illegal knee, and he was like you know his Chinese perfectionist mentality was just like eating at him and it like he lost focus a little bit and then so he got held down a little bit in the third round but um he, he'll be a world champion as well i did want to go back to cody because uh, we the one part i wanted to get to was what would be next for him because sean o'malley had called him out i think sean is fighting cheeto vera on that steep adc card mm-hmm. august 15th is that a fight that cody wants or, or yeah where, where does that kind of stand in cody's opinion because I've talked about this, and I didn't know. Like I like Sean O'Malley. You know, he's a, he's a good guy. I I feel like uh, I really like that he's got some star power. And he's he's unique, and he's he understands marketing. And he's also, you know, when I saw him submit Gomi in that that grappling match that was in Vegas, I was like, wow, this guy's been working on his ground game, and he's got obviously got some great power. Um, Cody wants to fight him. Cody Cody's the kind of guy that like it'll just eat at him. If somebody is getting a bunch of a love and he's and, and, and he's uh, and he knows that he can whoop the guy and so that's kind of the, what he said. I said, you know, he goes, I want to fight that guy. If he wants the bonus, I'll I'll fight him for it. That's what he told Dana, and he said that uh, he feels that 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 Sean O'Malley is ducking and cherry picking opponents, which I don't think is the case. I think the UFC is they're trying to build him up. Or is trying to build him up because he does have star power. So he's not he's not by any that's not up to to Sean. Right. So. So Cody's like wants to fight him. I think the UFC's like, well, hold on, we got you know someone trying to build up. Don't knock down our sandcastle, and that'll be a fight that happens in the future. It's a good collision course that's yeah. it's destined to happen. And Song is in that same boat. With, yes, with with Sean O'Malley. It's a loaded division. Is it the hottest division in the MMA to you? Family? Absolutely, hundred percent. And I mean, look at if you look at what's happening right now. You've got Jan that is like a, I mean that guy's a world class striker. Got a great mentality. He just beat one of the best of all time in Jose Aldo. Like Aldo is legitimately one of the best of all time. How, how do you go on a twelve fight win streak? Beat the guys that he beat. Um, be such a, a class act in a in a, such a hard division. Um, then you've got Frankie Edgar, world champ at one hundred fifty five pounds. You've got uh, Cody Garbrandt. Now you got T J Dillashaw coming back in the mix, and you've got Dominic Cruz in the mix. And that's not to mention all the rest of the guys. You've got San Hagen and, and Aljamain and, and Sugar Shane O'Malley and you've got Song Yudong and and Marlon Marais. Marlon Marais and then you've got the guys that always are getting overlooked like uh, 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 you know what's his name <laughs> Rob Font Rob Cody, Font Cody Stamen Cody Stamen stuff Cody Stamen stuff we're just naming names <laughs> yeah. now no but uh, Pedro Munoz Pedro oh, yeah. Pedro yes. Munoz that poor guy Jimmy I, Rivera I want to come out Jimmy Rivera, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, let's not get overboard. We're not going to name and name. We're not naming <laughs> No, Pedro, I would, I would fight Pedro just because I like Pedro. And that's kind of the same thing with, I, I would rather fight people that I have some respect for that are are, are high-class guys. And so that that's a fight that I would I would take because um, he's asked for it politely. And I so think when would you take it? 
Ideally this has for been you. weird for me. As you know, I have a baby on the way. Congratulations. And you had retired. You You're, I mean, you had retired. You come back. <laughs> yeah. You, you great, great job against Ricky Simone. Yeah. Then you fight Pewter, who's now the champion. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're over 40 now. You're, you're, you're not Tom Brady's age, but you're yeah. close to it. I mean, what, what's in the tank? What do you want to do? You're coaching here. So, honestly, I, you know, I, I stepped in on that short notice because the Cheeto Vera situation, I, I told Sean Shelby prior to like, keep making this fight with Song. In worst case scenario, I'll be out there if something falls through, and it almost did at the last minute. Um, but for me, because of the quarantine and the the COVID situation, and people didn't know at the time that I had a baby on the way, yeah. I was like on on like strict lockdown. I would have been training all the way through that whole time, but I just wasn't. And uh, and then I was like, you know what? That short notice opportunity, you know, was was there, and I was like, you know what? I'd take that fight. Uh, but I really haven't gotten back into the swing of training. I think now because of the baby, um, it's, you know, baby's going to be due in October. I think I might have to wait till after the baby comes in, but, um, I'm down for, for, for taking fights. I think the intrigue for me is the window is definitely going to close in the next few years. You know, I, I could be a guy that fights till like, uh, Dan Henderson and Randy Couture and, and Chuck and some of these guys that go forever and forever. I just don't see that for me. I definitely think it'd be fun to get in and mix it up. I know that's one of the reasons I, I wanted to fight Jan is because I know that he's world class and I want to test myself against that. Um, so I don't know. I'm open for, for, for fighting people. I, I think it's a great time to stack some cash, especially with another baby on the way and how fragile the world is. It's a good time to have uh, more money and it's the best way to to have fun and make money amidst the other things I'm doing and so it's it's very intriguing so will you ever know when enough is enough will you ever know when okay this feels right or will you always feel like you'll have that itch to go back and in? the competitive spirit yes the competitive spirit I get that out in the room like if somebody new comes into the room and he's kicking people's butt I will put on my gloves and put my headgear on and just do some rounds because you know I have that in me for whatever reason. Will that go away? Probably when it stops being something that is like happening to me. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like a dog that sees two dogs fighting. You know, you have to pull him because he wants to go join in. Um, also in the in the in the jujitsu arena, when I was retired, I was going against world class jujitsu players just to do it. And every single time I went and was having a jujitsu competition. It was under different rules. It was like, you know, and this one you can butt scoot, and this one you can't, and this one you get points, and this one you can't, and this and that. So I'm just going in there like, okay, let's find the toughest guy, whatever the rules are, and I'm just going to try to submit him or try to, you know, hit my couple moves. So for me, it's about, uh, you know, when I stop getting that feeling and when I stop being competitive because I am testing myself just because I like doing it. Yeah. Well, we're here. It's Fight Island. We've been going at it. I know we're on like three different time zones. Um, so what what do you want to tell all the Uriah Faber fans, all the California fans out there? Well, it's a weird time in the world, that's for sure. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see how people are acting and reacting to things, but uh, I just encourage people to do research and be open-minded and understand that that you know when the going gets tough the tough have to 
uh, keep going and, and we don't really have a choice when there's adversity you have no real choice I mean there's only two things you have to do in life you have to live and you have to die and everything else is up to you you can only control what you can control you can't get worked out about things that you that are out of your control right decisions that are made that are above and beyond you you can only make the decisions adapt, that you can right? do adapt yeah. or die that's right. I, I, there's a there's a great little diagram where it's it's got these circles that overlap, and it's like things that matter, things you can control, and where they overlap right there, the things that matter that you can control. That's what you focus on. The things that don't matter, don't think about it. The things that you can't control, don't think about it. And that's easier said than done, of course, uh, especially in today's age where everybody has an opinion and there's all this shit being thrown at you, but. There it is right there. There's things you can control and the things that matter, the, the part that overlaps, that, that's what you should focus on. So I try to do that. Great, Tiger. <laughs> yeah, the California kid. Thanks for hopping on the Schmo Zone yeah. podcast on the road here in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.